You are listening to the Supermom is Getting Tired podcast. I'm your host, Tori Henderson, and this is episode 162. All links and show notes can be found by going to lifecoachingforparents.com slash 162. Welcome to the Supermom is Getting Tired podcast. This show is designed for moms who invest everything into parenting, but get overwhelmed, lost, and resentful. Listen and learn how to unburden yourself, feel calm, full of energy, and in control. I'm your host, master certified life coach, teacher, and recovering supermom, Tori Henderson. Hello, supermoms. I am amped up on caffeine. I am looking out at the beautiful blue Pacific Ocean, and I'm excited to talk to you today about the Enneagram Type 3. Now, my website is currently undergoing some major malfunctions, and uh, so it's not super accessible these days. So you can reach me over on Facebook or Instagram, send me a message. If you want to email me to make an appointment or something, it's tori at lifecoachingforparents.com. Okay, let's get started talking about the achiever. The Enneagram Type 3 is all about results. They want achievement and recognition. They like to do their best. Threes tend to be ambitious, efficient, highly flexible, and adaptable That in ways that help them accomplish their goals. Threes are hardworking and principled and can make reliable, devoted parents with the will and the energy to be their best. If you're looking at what country culture really admires, which different type, threes are the USA. We love driven, hardworking, achievement-oriented people here in our culture. So threes can be image conscious. They like to maintain a positive image and are concerned about how others perceive them. And they often work hard to present themselves in a favorable light. So this can be through physical appearance. They want to look nice. It might also be the way their house presents itself to others or their family presents itself to others. Threes are adaptable. They adjust their behavior to fit different situations and are skilled at reading social cues that can be charming and engaging. And because success looks different to different people and different people can define it differently, threes might adapt themselves to fit in with the version of success that one family sees or one community or one cultural group. So they're pretty adaptable. Threes tend to be naturally competitive. They enjoy measuring their success against others. This competitiveness can drive them to excel and achieve their goals, but there's a downside called compare and despair that we'll talk about more. Threes can focus on productivity, strong work ethic, highly productive, prioritize efficiency and effectiveness in their tasks and projects. Threes have a fear of failure. Despite their outward confidence, they have an underlying fear of failing. They might tie their self-worth to their achievements and feel a sense of emptiness or inadequacy if they don't meet their goals. Attention to appearance, we talked about that. They invest time and effort in looking polished and put together. They want to have the external view of success. Tendency to suppress emotions. Threes may suppress or downplay their emotions, focusing more on what's pragmatic and efficient. 
they prioritize tasks over addressing personal feelings. So if you're kind of wondering what is the kryptonite for this Superbomb 3, The Achiever, we're going to get to that. Threes sometimes can struggle with authenticity, meaning they can be prone to presenting a persona that aligns with societal expectations rather than expressing their true selves because of those their feelings suppressed. So they might not know what they're actually thinking or actually feeling because they're so much tuned in onto what is expected of them. So the core fear for the Enneagram type three is this fear of failure and being perceived as unsuccessful. They're afraid of not living up to expectations, losing face, or being seen as incompetent, which means the core desire for the Enneagram type three is to be successful and admired. Threes seek recognition, approval, and acknowledgement for their achievements. They desire to be seen as competent, accomplished, capable, all those good things. And so the core motivation, remember the Enneagram and how we can use it to help ourselves and our families is really focusing on what motivates the type three. And the core motivation is driven by the need to excel and succeed. So threes are motivated to prove their worth and value through their accomplishments. They work hard to achieve their goals, often striving for external validation as a measure of their success. So when I get moms coming to me for my leading your teen coaching program, very rarely do they have teenagers who are Enneagram type threes because the type three teenager are the ones our society values. They're the valedictorians. They're the captain of the football team. They like to accomplish those goals. And what I get more of is parents who are type threes, whose children are not achievers, and it's a struggle. So I want to tell you a little bit about a client that I only worked with for three sessions. I can't even remember her name because she she stopped coming to the calls. She, which doesn't happen to me very often, so it kind of stands out when it does. And I like to take time to really examine like what happened, (laughs) you know, take responsibility for anything that I did. But this client was exhausted. She had a demanding career. She worked all day long. She was the breadwinner of her family. And then she came home to start her second full-time job, which was caring for her three daughters in the evening. On our first call together, I pointed out one of my favorite phrases is that our energy goes where our attention goes. So this mama realized that her attention was focused outside of herself all day long. She's taking care of business. She's getting shit done. She is never focused inward onto her own body, her own emotions. She craved her own attention. But when we discussed sort of sitting down, carving out five minutes, to just breathe, tune inward, catch your breath, that the thought of doing that was very triggering for her. She panicked. Intellectually, she wanted to be able to do it, but when she tried, it was so hard for her. She understood the benefit of resting and giving herself more time and attention, but it triggered a lot of fear. The voice in her head was just, there's too much to get done. More work's going to pile up. If I stop now, there's going to be more to get done. And it was like the, the fear of becoming inefficient overrode her intellectual knowledge that she needed and craved a little downtime. 
So this type three super mom who values efficiency and productivity over emotions is exhausting. I think I went too far too soon and we should have done more baby steps because I've helped many type three super moms learn to value relaxation, but this mom stopped coming before we could get over the resistance and that fear of relaxation and inefficiency. And sometimes moms are really surprised that they are afraid to relax, but it is a legit problem, especially for the type three achiever. So here are three questions to help you decipher if you might be a type three. Number one, do you mind cutting corners for the sake of efficiency? If not, then you're probably a three. (laughs) If you don't like cutting corners for the sake of efficiency, you might be a type one because perfectionists and achievers sometimes can uh, look similar. Number two, do you always want to be the best? Like when you're comparing yourself with others, do you have that inner competitiveness, even at like beating your kids at board games? Like, do you have a hard time sort of letting them win and letting go of that? Then you might be a three. And number three, how important is it to you that other people see your achievements? If you're on a scale of one to 10, 10 being super important, one being doesn't matter at all, where would you place that? You want other people to see your achievements, okay? If you're up at the top of that scale, then you're probably a type three. So the supermom kryptonites, what trips threes up, exhausts them, and robs them of their ability to feel successful in this case? Number one, extracurricular activity is the first thing to go for a busy supermama. Supermom type threes have difficulty taking breaks, unplugging, and even having fun while on vacation. So notice the type one perfectionist can only unplug on vacation. The type threes have a hard time letting go while on vacation as well. Their fear of being seen as failure or incompetent can override their desire for self-care. Relaxation takes last priority because it doesn't feed their image of success. So threes worry about being considered worthless if they don't achieve their goals, but all this ignoring of their emotions can cause depression if they don't get enough downtime or personal time. So that is the number one thing that gets in the way of threes sort of like living their best life is that this sort of resistance to relaxation and not viewing it as like a sign of success. Okay, number two, under stress, Threes go to numbness and inaction, which connects them with the worthless feelings they try hard to avoid. When threes are burned out and they rest, it feels like giving up on themselves rather than self-nurture and self-love. Okay, if you are married to a three, if you are living with a three, if you are raising a three, I'm going to read this again and I want you to pay attention, okay? Threes go to numbness and inaction when they're stressed, which connects them with the worthless feelings they try hard to avoid. And so when a three tries to rest, instead of it feeling rejuvenating and nurturing, it feels like giving up on themselves, which makes it really tricky. How do we get these threes to relax without it feeling like, (laughs) okay, that is something that 
is good for life coaching. We're going to talk about what three use life coaching for, and then three steps you can take today, small little action steps you can start taking to help you if you are a three. Okay. So let's keep going. Supermom kryptonites. There's a few, unfortunately, for the threes. This image conscious nature of threes can translate into a desire for the family to appear successful and accomplished. So, you know, threes like to seek social prestige, but, well, a couple things. One is they age. Threes get older, and sometimes they don't look the way they want to look. Number two, their kids sometimes don't subscribe to the parents' ideas about what prestige and success looks like externally, okay? So that can really bug achiever-type parents if the kids are wanting to just look like slobs and, you know, or they dye their hair funky colors or, you know, they just aren't matching the physical definition of success. So this compare and despair can creep in where it's like, how come this mom gets this successful looking kid and I don't? Why is my kid not motivated in the same ways? And so it can kind of cross the boundaries and the lines of having kids be a reflection of the parent. Okay. we want to keep that separate. So the kid can have its own, their own definition of success. And mom can feel like a successful parent, no matter what her kid looks like or accomplishes in their life. Okay. So we're on curtain night. Number four, overscheduling and overcommitment. Because these threes are so light so dependent upon. Everybody wants them at their parties. They want you on vacation with them. Threes are probably the ones that are coordinating family vacations and girls weekends and, you know, running the PTA and the soccer team. And so the overscheduling and overcommitment is a serious issue for the threes because they are such people that just make the world go around. Number five, relationships (laughs) can be a kryptonite for the three, because they can require emotional vulnerability. And that can be really challenging for threes. Threes don't like to dwell on failure or talk a lot about what's going wrong. So a critical comment from a loved one can derail a three and cause them to withdraw. So if you're partnered with a three and you go to them and you say, gosh, you seem sort of emotionally distant, instead of the three then opening up and becoming more available, they withdraw further because they feel criticized because it feels like a failure in their relationship. And so it often gives the opposite result of what that critical comment was hoping to achieve. All right, number six, pressure to succeed. Type three parents may unintentionally project their own desire for success onto their children, which can create an environment where the child feels pressured to meet high expectations, potentially leading to stressed out kids or the kids feeling like they are worth less than your work or your image of success. They can sometimes pick up on that idea that image is more important than they are. All right. Next one, everybody has difficulty (laughs) listening to long, boring stories that kids like to tell, 
But threes really have a hard time listening to long, boring, boring, drawn out stories because they are just so hooked into, is this productive? Is this efficient? Is this getting the job done? I've got work to do. And so the emphasis on achievement can make it challenging for type three parents to slow down and engage in these like meaningful, unhurried interactions with their kids because kids are usually in this chilled out, unhurried state. And we just want them to like move faster, talk quicker. (laughs) So sometimes it can be hard for type three parents to like slow down and kick up their feet and just hang out at the kid's pace. All right. And the last Superman kryptonite is balance. Balancing work and family life. Threes may find it challenging to be authentic about their struggles and their imperfections as parents. You know, I get a lot of three achiever parents who like kind of kick the tires of life coaching. (laughs) They want to dance around the edges for a while and before they want to like call and schedule an appointment because they don't like to admit that they don't have it all together. So this fear of failure and a desire to maintain a positive image can sometimes hinder open communication with their partners, their friends, even their life coach about difficulties, mistakes, or just struggles. Enneagram type threes want to hear that they are loved and valued, not for what they do, but for who they are. Because that's like why they're seeking external validation and achievement is they don't feel like they're good enough just as they are. And so they need to work to earn that enoughness. So the more you can validate for them, then this is if you've got a teenager who is getting a lot of accolades, if they get a lot of accolades, especially at a young age, for being good at something, then it almost like slips them into an achiever mode. Sometimes, you know, obviously everyone has a predisposition, but threes can attach their ego to this being good at something and it's really hard for them. I mean, I remember running track with my kids and there was like a five-year-old who track didn't start until like they were seven. And this five-year-old was just whipping down the line and just beating all these other eight-year-olds and nine-year-olds. Like she was super fast. And then you watched her like go get older, start puberty and start slowing down. And she wasn't as good. And so she didn't enjoy it because the reason she liked track so much because she got so much positive attention. And so it, she was just, she got hooked into achieving and that external validation at a young age. And she didn't want to live without it. So threes want to hear that they are loved and valued, not for what they do, but for who they are. Elizabeth. Mind you, I've changed the names to all my examples. So, Elizabeth, but I have a lot of Elizabeth clients. So, maybe you're listening just to be like, wait, that's me. I remember having, I had four or five Elizabeths I was coaching at one time, but they all had different, I had Betsy and Melissa and Liz and Beth. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was so funny. All the nicknames. Okay. So, we're going to go with the general Elizabeth. She was a people oriented go getter. She loved leading a team, getting things done at her prestigious job. When she showed up for coaching sessions, she had an agenda of topics to cover and her desired results that she wanted to get out of it. She was efficient and productive. 
The topics, though, I noticed often had a theme, and it was that somebody else was displeased with her. She could intuit, pick up the emotional discord. She knew they were displeased, but she didn't know what to do with it. She didn't know how to process the emotions of it. I learned to ask her about her sleep and her overeating because this was the best barometer of how she was feeling. If I asked my, those feeling suppressed type threes, what is it you're feeling? They would tell me what they're thinking. Okay. And so in order to notice the state of her health, because it often escaped her, like I said, threes don't hold on to past mistakes. But if I wanted to know what's really going on for her, I had to check in. How's the sleeping and how's the overeating? Because that would tell us how much this was bothering her. Threes care about people, but when things get tough, they get down to business. Elizabeth had a hard time understanding why other people didn't see things the way she did. They often got stuck in their emotions and they couldn't see that her decisions were logical and efficient. And others, friends, family, but also co-workers and uh, kind of acquaintances could sometimes view Elizabeth as being emotionally distant, impatient, and dismissive because they felt like their feelings weren't being heard or valued or respected. So during coaching sessions, Elizabeth overcame her fear of vulnerability. Oh, so scary for so many. She learned to sit with her uncomfortable emotions, but in a very efficient way. So what threes benefit so much from is learning how to process an emotion and feel the feeling in 90 seconds so that it can move through them in a healthy way. They don't have to suppress it. They can actually allow it. And she learned to use her difficulty sleeping and her tendency to overeat as a reminder that, hey, body needs some attention. Pay attention inward now. It's We got to tune in, ask myself, what is the feeling I'm trying not to feel? And when you could name it, allow it to be there, do this very efficient process of 90 seconds of feeling the feeling, then it stopped the overeating, it improved the sleeping, and it improved her relationships with people because she could recognize what it was they were looking for from her. So let's talk about what threes use life coaching for. Number one, to learn effective and productive ways to process emotions quickly. (laughs) That's probably the number one thing that they need because they so like to avoid feeling feelings. Number two, to slow down, to be in the present moment, and to make time to open their hearts to others. It's that thing I talked about with the perfectionist. It's the taking off the super mom cape and learning when to hang it up on the hook (laughs) and when to put it back on. Threes use life coaching for help with saying no, to create more balance in their lives and not be so overcommitted. Number four, getting comfortable with vulnerability. One of the ways that would I work with Enneagram threes? I mean, all types. I always give them a choice. Do you want to talk on Zoom or do you want to talk on the phone? But what I notice is that a lot of Enneagram three achievers, they prefer the phone. There's this anonymity. The Zoom calls often feel like work. These days, and they don't want to look at themselves because they're they're trying to feel their feelings, and they don't want that to look me in the eye. So 
just even something simple like talking on the phone instead of being in a therapist's office or being face-to-face on Zoom can really help the threes get comfortable with vulnerability. Number five, to take off the mask and be their true self, to really learn to appreciate who they are at their core, to love and value themselves for who they are and not what they do so they don't need the external validation so much. Number six, to separate their achievements from their children so they can feel like successful parents. This is something I work with a lot is to kind of understand the mind of a child who thinks differently than you, to learn to accept and appreciate the diverse personalities of their kiddos, and recognize that you can still be a successful parent even if you have a kid who has a different definition of success or different priorities or different personality. And finally, threes use life coaching to create their own definition of success for each stage of life. Okay, (laughs) if you are at Enneagram 3, I want to tell you what we work on the most is that the things that got you to be as successful as you are at this stage of life are not the tools, that they're not the same tools that are going to get you to the next stage of life, okay? So there's a certain set of tools that 20-somethings develop or high schoolers develop to become successful. Well, once you have kids, you need a different set of tools. And then you develop that set of tools to get you to this balanced, successful stage of life. And then when the kids leave the house, you need to develop another set of tools to help you become successful in your 50s, okay? So what I've seen happen time and time again is that In the life of an Enneagram 3, there's a tipping point. Something needs to give because the pressures just build and build and build. The commitments, everybody's dependent on you. There's no more hours of the day. You can't rest any less. Something has to give. And it's helpful to see that the tools you use to become successful in your 20s totally worked, but they're not the same tools that you need in your 30s, your 40s, and 50s. So that is probably the main thing that we work on in life coaching with Enneagram 3s. Okay, here we go. Small action steps 3s can take to grow in a positive direction. Number one, super moms, is to find ways to combine productivity with downtime. Okay, so instead of trying to cram your schedule full where you are like at your kids' gymnastics, but you're doing work on your laptop and you're on the phone and you're driving and you're working and you're multitasking all day long, is to use the time at your kids' gymnastics to go for a walk, listen to music, have a call with a friend. So you're still being productive because you're driving your kids to gymnastics, but you've got these little windows of time. I had a client whose daughter was really into horses. So she would drive her daughter to the horse ranch and she would just chill out. Maybe the only time all week that she got to be in nature. You enjoy the rolling hills and the calm pasture, knowing that she was helping her daughter do the things she loved to do but she got to just chill and she didn't try to cram work in during that hour. I had another client who would go get her eyelashes done, 
right? Threes like to look nice. And so she would lay on the table and get her eyelashes done. And that was like her hour per week where she got to relax and chill. And it was sort of like productive, right? Because she's like getting something done. So threes can really benefit from understanding that it takes confidence and courage to say no, take a day off and prioritize yourself. But those are big steps. So the small little thing to start doing today is to see how you can intertwine your productivity with your leisure time. Number two, get your family to move more quickly, right? Three is love efficiency and productivity, but very often they try to get it by trying to get their kids to enter my world. Like, oh my God, your bedroom is a mess. You've got to go make your bed. Let's clean up. Come on, we get in the car. Hurry up, finish your lunch. We're going to go. We're going to be late. And we try to pull our kids into our fast-paced world. Well, this doesn't work very well and it stresses the kids out. Your kids are stressed. They're relaxed unless they're type three achievers. They're probably chilled out and relaxed. So we want to join their world instead of getting them to join ours. So better to like enter into their world. Like let's say your kid is busy playing. Let's say you got a young kid and they're playing with their little like Lego people. Is then you pick up one of their Lego people and you're like, oh, dude, look at this really cool airplane. I want to go for a ride. Do you want to come? And they're like, yeah, I'll go for an airplane ride. And then you get onto the toy <laughs> and you zoom around the living room and they're like, hey, let's zoom our airplane into the car. Yeah, that'll be fun. And you zoom your little Lego airplane into the car and you buckle it to the car. And the kid doesn't have to leave their imaginary world in order to move at a much faster pace than you trying to pull them out of their imaginary world, okay? So getting into your kid's world, understanding their personality, their love language, then it it actually increases efficiency and makes your kids move faster if you can join them instead of them joining you. All right. The third small action step that threes can take today is to train your loved ones to say things like, we like you just as you are, mom. You are the prettiest when you're relaxing. (laughs) Or I'll clean the kitchen so you can take a bath. Instead of waiting and hoping that your family says the things that you want to hear, write down the compliments that you would love to receive and keep them handy. And then just hand it to them. I remember I kept a three by five card handy with the words, I don't know how you do it. I could never do what you do. Oh, that was just the best compliment I could ever receive. So I would hand this card to my partner when he walked in the door after he'd been on business trips and he was gone for days. Even though I'm the one who wrote it, it still felt so good to hear him say those words. It gave me the validation and the appreciation that I needed. So be really strategic and teach your kids, like say, I'm really trying to learn to relax. So when I'm relaxing, tell me that I look prettier. Tell me how much you're enjoying my company and that you like me for just when you I hang out with you or help me relax by you picking up the slack and taking over my chores so that I can feel efficient while relaxing. So that's my tip is to train your loved ones to compliment you in the ways that you love to hear. 
So thank you guys for listening. If you are an Enneagram type three, jump in the Supermoms Getting Tired Facebook group and tell me what has helped you disconnect from external approval and recognize that you are valuable just as you are. What has helped you relax? Do you have any tips on connecting with emotions and not suppressing them? If you guys have any advice or wisdom, if you are living with an Enneagram type three, especially if that type three is a teenager, you might not be coming to me asking for advice, but we want to help them learn to relax, to detach from external uh, validation and approval and learn to enjoy just being a kid. So if you have any tips on that, we'd love to hear them. Take care. Pura Vida, and I will talk to you next week to talk about the Enneagram Type 4. Want a free life coaching session? Go to lifecoachingforparents.com and schedule yours today. And thank you so much for listening. I would love it if you would subscribe and share these podcasts with your friends. If you have a question you'd like me to answer on the air, go to lifecoachingforparents.com slash record my question and you can send me a voicemail recording or write me an email and I'll answer it on the air. Thanks again. Have a great day.